Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. you doing uh i'm doing all right uh you know that that lsu game wasn't a, a fantastic way to start out the morning but it kind of <laughs> is what it is um, you know at the end of the day 
Uh, all we really need is to get one more win. So hopefully um, it looks like Texas A&M is up four to nothing right now against uh, Arkansas. So it'll probably be Arkansas that we get to rematch. And, you know, I don't know who our starter is going to be, but hopefully we can get one more win on our resume before selection day and lock up that final regional spot. Yeah, A&M, I was going to say up four nothing right now. So, uh, you know, you just saw Arkansas, so I think you got a pretty good idea of what you, uh, you know, what you're, what you're facing. And I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, I feel like Jack Mahoney's got to be the one you hand the baseball to. I mean, it would seem like it. If you were, if you were so willing to throw Eli Jones today, I mean, I, I don't know who else you'd go with, honestly, unless, unless you were going to start, uh, again, a Sam Simpson, maybe. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I don't know who you'd go with, so... Um, it feels like it's going to be Jack Mahoney. I'm sure they're going to check and make sure he's good to go physically. But, yeah, it's a huge game, man. I mean, we were talking about, I know, in the Big Cock Club Discord that, uh, you know, I, I feel like Carolina, their resume alone is the resume of a, a ball club that is good enough to host. But, unfortunately, with the way you finished the season and the negative momentum you came to the SEC tournament with, you know, you had to do some work. And, and so I think we all agree that one more win, it'll lock you in. You're safe. You're good to go. But, uh, you know, you take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. That's another team just like LSU, one of the top teams in the country. And it'll take a a, a, a great performance to beat them. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Tough ball game today. But the beautiful thing is, again, you got through that first round and it's double elimination. So you get the opportunity to bounce back tomorrow. Yeah, uh, surely. Uh, what what do you think about uh, Cole Messina going into concussion protocols? Uh, do you think that you know he'll play tomorrow, or or what? What's your feeling on that? Um, in regards to Cole Messina, you know, I'm not 110 percent sure. I mean, I know he's just in concussion protocol. It didn't seem like it was a major thing, but you just never really, you never really know, right? When it comes to concussions, if you will, so. Uh, it's just one of those tough things where we'll just have to see. But, I mean, it didn't look serious. The good news is I don't think he's going to be out for any, like, postseason play or anything significant. But tomorrow, uh, you never know. It did seem to be precautionary. So, I, I think he should be okay. And then uh, I want to sort of switch back over to football since you were talking to uh, Barrett about about, you know, the upcoming season. And my question to you is, you know, right now, Obviously, Georgia is still in the driver's seat in the SEC East. You know, who knows what their season is going to look like. It, it's probably, you know, going to be good enough to go to the SEC championship, but they're going to be bringing in a new quarterback. So I'd say barring a massive upset, we're probably going to lose to them. But you look at the other teams in the SEC, like uh, Kentucky, like Tennessee, like Florida, my question to you is, in your opinion, what what is the the biggest threat to us potentially finishing second? I know that the obvious answer is going to be Tennessee, but um, that Athlon preseason magazine seems to think Kentucky is going to be somewhat decent this year. So, what do, what do you think about Kentucky? Uh, you know, playing them at home, we haven't had a whole lot of success against them. Obviously, we beat them last year when they didn't have uh, Levis in the game, uh, you know, wins a win, though. So so I'm just wondering 
what's your feeling on on sort of the the biggest matchups that we're gonna have to win mm-hmm. you know in order to lock up that that number two spot like we want to this year yeah well, well first thing I think you're right I, I I feel confident in heavy black ink of course putting Georgia number one I'd say probably Vandy number seven could Florida find their way into the cellar maybe but I, I think realistically Georgia one Vandy seven is where you start and then from there two through six I mean who knows I, I think to answer your question though who's the biggest threat to uh, finishing that two spot instead of Carolina, I, I still say it's Tennessee. I, I, you know, I listen. I, I know that we we are not fond of the Tennessee Volunteers here. We all know how uh, how we all feel, but uh, you know, I actually think Josh Heupel's offensive system and scheme and Joe Milton running it. I, I think they're going to be a team where they're they're you know every program has its characteristics, its trademarks. I think good offense is going to be one of theirs, and the defense is going to be improved. And so I think Tennessee right now. Is the favorite to be in that two spot? I mean, is it a lazy pick? Is it is it the right pick though? I, I would put Tennessee there. Um, you know, it's it's interesting, Dalton. I'll say this that you know there there you probably see those graphics sometimes where it's like win percentages or like or you see like on the leaderboards like leaderboard graphics where it's like kind of the charts, if you will. They're moving up and down, up and down the graphic. I wish we could do that with preseason hype almost because. It's just weird how, like, the preseason hype has gone up and down for certain teams, right? Like, I think Carolina, for whatever reason, and I think there are reasons you could point to, but the hype has sort of decreased a little bit and come back down to earth. It feels like as the preseason goes on, I feel like Kentucky's catching more and more hype as we go for whatever reason. I mean, listen, I like Devin Leary at quarterback. He was fantastic for NC State in 2021. Um, you know, I think he battled injuries last year, wasn't quite as good, but that's a quality pickup for them. Liam Cohen, their offensive coordinator, is a guy that, you know, the way that we're excited about Dowell Loggins, they're excited about him. He was really good in in Lexington when the last time he was there. So, um, and and I think that's still one that even though you beat Kentucky last year, you know, I think that the prognosticators or the, or the publications like Athlon and just others that make picks, you know, they're going to look and say, well, Kentucky still owned South Carolina. They just have. Like, you look at the trends lately, and, you know, they've had their way with the Gamecocks. Mark Stoops, I think he's still going to get a lot of credit. So, you know, S- South Carolina, it's like I mentioned before, Dalton, they're just they're just not going to get a lot of the benefit of the doubt. They're, they're just not. It, it's one of those things where, you know, yes, you snap the streak against A&M. Yes, you beat Tennessee. You know, yes, you, you snap the streak against Kentucky. But uh, – Again, you're just you're not getting the benefit of the doubt in those. So, you know, I, I think that it seems to be that that people like Kentucky in regards to their quarterback situation, their OC, their offensive line. They know they're going to be big physical on the defensive side. They're going to be real nasty on defense. And um, so, I think Kentucky's a team you're you're talking about fighting for for the three spot for the three spot realistically. So, um, you know, well, it, it, we, obviously, yeah. obviously, you know, you've heard. Barrett doesn't seem to believe in Joe Milton. I'm not a Joe Milton believer mm-hmm. myself. I think uh, Tennessee is a very gimmicky uh, offensive system, or they run a very gimmicky offensive system. And I think eventually um, DCs in the SEC are going to figure them out. And it's a highly quarterback-dependent system. And while, you know, this may just be my, my Tennessee hate bias coming out. Uh, I I had more, like, I thought that Hendon Hooker was, was a much better college quarterback than Joe Milton. And, you know, I understand why Tennessee is getting a lot of hype. And I know that we haven't 
had a whole lot of success going on the road at, you know, Rocky Top, I do believe that that is a winnable game for us though, mm-hmm. going into this season. Yeah, I think it's a winnable game. I mean, I, I think that's going to be one that's going to be people are going to so quickly jump on picking Tennessee because of the quote-unquote revenge factor, which I think is, you know, a, a I mean, it, it's an overplayed thing. You know, it, it is. It's an overplayed thing. It's something fun for like us to talk about, but revenge factor, like really, um, you know, I, I just, I don't really believe in it. You know what I mean? You're, you're fired up to win. You want to win no matter what, no matter if they kicked your tail last year or not. So, uh, you know, I, I think Tennessee's a winnable game. I, I think there's a reason why you're probably a two touchdown underdog right now, but we got a long way to go before that game takes place. But, you know, I, I South Carolina, I, I see as, I mean, here's the thing. You could put Tennessee, Kentucky, Mizzou, Carolina, any of those teams in the two slot in the SEC, and, like, you could convince me for reasons why. You know what I mean? So, um, all of those teams are kind of in that well, seven cool. to eight to maybe nine win range. Like, they're all kind of there. Well, sort of the last question I, I want to end my, my call with is, I know you saw SEC Mike's tweet about uh, Eli Drinkowitz and Missouri beating us uh, in the last three years. Mm. We we have a, a terrible record against Eli Drinkowitz. Uh, mm. Ruined my day seeing yeah. that. Um, my question is: Do you think we finally get the Missouri bug off our <laughs> off our back, so to speak? Do you, Do you think we go into Mizzou and we just play fired up and and we're looking to you know, sort of get that that offer in the last four off off of our uh, off of our record, or mm-hmm. or do you think Missouri beats us again this year? Trying to get me into my predictions early, I see Dalton. Um, I, I'll tell you this: I'll save the predictions for early July because I hate to spoil them, and I, and I honestly just don't know. Like I haven't sat down and you know, but just off the top of my head, I'll say this. It would not surprise me. I know, I know we've talked about this before, off record. It would not surprise me in the slightest if this is the year where South Carolina beats Mizzou but loses another one that is unexpected or we feel like they quote-unquote shouldn't. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Carolina beat Mizzou but then lost to Kentucky. That would not really surprise me all that much. With that being said, though, Dalton, here's the thing. You know, I, I picked the loss in 21, Shane Beamer's first year. On the road in Como, weird place to play, to your point. Like you said, we hadn't played well there. And um, the whole Drinkwitz factor wasn't really – it didn't go into my prediction at all. Um, just felt like, again, weird place to play. You know, I, I thought Carolina was a six-win team. And sure enough, it played out that way. Uh, last year, I thought the Gamecocks were going to win. We all thought they were going to win. I, I thought before the season. I thought during the season. I thought the week of, day of. I thought Carolina had that game in the bag. I remember leaving that game last year, and I felt like Eli – I said it, Eli Drinkwitz owns Carolina. He, he just does. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I hate it because Eli Drinkwitz isn't Steve Spurrier, man. He's just an average SEC football coach, but for whatever reason, he has Carolina's number. So, it's one of those things where, like Dalton, I'd love to – confidently tell you yes but I think most Gamecocks are going to pick that game as a loss in the preseason just because it's like until we beat this dude I don't even know how you can but it wouldn't surprise me it would not surprise me at all if South Carolina were to beat Mizzou but another one trips them up if that makes sense 
Because at some point, Carolina's going to yeah. beat Missouri. At some point, it's going to happen. A lot of people have Mizzou as the worst team in the SEC East. <laughs> they think that they're going to finish worse than Vanderbilt. I don't necessarily see it, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, Como, again, is not an insanely tough environment. It's not like you're going into the swamp, like you're going into uh, you're going into, uh, you know, Death Valley or anything like that. But we just haven't been able to put together a good game there. Uh, let's just hope, you know, our, our road woes in uh, this year and, and we can put together a couple good games. Mm-hmm you know, on the road, not saying that we'll win most of the game on the road because, you know, playing on the road for pretty much every team in the SEC is hard. Um, You know, unless you're Georgia and you just have, you know, far and away the best team, you know, in the country. But, you know, I I think we'll be able to put one together against Missouri. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. And uh, hopefully tomorrow we can uh, beat Arkansas or A&M depending on who comes out on top in this game in the SEC uh, tournament and and go ahead and lock up our regional spot and uh, see what happens from there. Dalton, I appreciate it, man. Great stuff as always. Take care. We'll talk soon. Great stuff from our friend Dalton. Great stuff from Dalton there. And, and I'll say this too, as Dalton was just talking, I was just thinking, I mean, I you know, I don't think there's a Gamecock fan out there who believes that South Carolina should lose to Missouri. There's not a single one out there. Um, But I think what you have to, you know, one of the things where people get so lost in predictions and, hey, you're a fan, you're just a fan, like you don't have to listen to anything I'm saying, right? Coming into the season thinking we're going to go 15-0 and and have that mindset, totally fine. But speaking to those who are Gamecocks, you maybe want to try to predict this thing, I think what has happened over the last, since the Spurrier era, here's what I think the Spurrier era did. The Spurrier era did this to a lot of Gamecock fans, okay? The Spurrier era created this this thought process amongst a lot that wear garnet and black, that the University of South Carolina's football program is now all of a sudden miles ahead of folks like Missouri. It's miles ahead of folks like Kentucky. It should be beating Florida on a regular basis. It should be beating Tennessee on a regular basis. Or miles ahead of even some mid-tier teams in the SEC West as well. And, like, guys, as we sit right now, like, we're trying to get back to what Carolina football was 10 to 13, those dominant teams. But that's not what Carolina football is right now. So, speaking on, like, losing to Mizzou or speaking on losing to Kentucky, like, those are conversations that at one point were ridiculous. Those are conversations that were at one point foolish. They are no longer those types of conversations. Like, if I were to sit here and tell you guys my bold prediction, you know what, I think think Kentucky with Devin Leary, Liam Cohen is going to beat South Carolina. Is it bold because the game is at Williams-Brice Stadium? Yes. But, guys, I'll be honest, that's not even that bold of a pick. It's it's just not. Not anymore. It used to be. But with the program Mark Stoops has built, like literally they're winning seven, eight games a year, sometimes more. That's not a game. And then you look at Missouri. 
I mean, nobody thinks Carolina should lose that game, but the Mizzou streak has turned into what the Kentucky streak was, where it's like it's this opponent that, for whatever reason, Carolina fans feel that South Carolina football is so far ahead of Mizzou. And, I mean, they're not based off what happens on the field. I mean, maybe an NIL space and financially and the stadium and facilities, and that's all fine and dandy. But, like, until it happens on the field, as Mark Kingston likes to say, you just got to tip your cap. I mean, you just have to tip your cap. So, Carolina is not to a point. Like, a lot of people got so spoiled and kind of lost in the sauce in the Spurrier era where this was this thought of, like, oh, we're, we're above these other teams. Like, that was true at that point. But, guys, right now, Carolina, there, there's – we'll put it this way. There's Georgia. There's tiers of this thing, right? There's Georgia. There's Alabama. There's LSU, right? They're above everybody else. Then I think you have a Tennessee. I know the Gamecocks beat them. And you know what? I'll throw Tennessee in here for fun. But teams like Tennessee, Missouri, Kentucky, maybe even Florida you could throw in there, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Auburn right now, Arkansas. Like, these teams, you just all kind of shake them up. They could finish in any order. These are all like your six to eight win teams. They're all very close to each other. So, like, thinking Carolina could lose to Kentucky, it's not that outrageous. Thinking they could lose to Mizzou, it's no longer outrageous. Guys, it's not even outrageous to think Carolina could lose to Florida because look at what happened last year. It's not that outrageous. Like, all of these teams, their best games are good enough to beat anybody in this conference. Their worst games are like what we saw Carolina do against Florida. And they're somewhere in the middle are good enough to give anybody a headache on any given Saturday. That's what makes the SEC what it is. But I think what happened in the Spurrier era, a lot of Gamecock fans just, again, got lost in the sauce. And like now it's like you got to kind of come to grips that these are very losable games. A lot of these are very losable games. It's, you know, it's 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 not this kick it in, we're going to win nine minimum. Like you got to understand and realize just the realities of where kind of football is. And you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. But if you don't, you are going to get a very rude awakening each and every single football season. It's, it's tale as old as time. It happens every single year. Yours truly preaches and preaches and preaches and preaches to no avail because we still come into every season. People still lose their shit when they really, honestly, guys, shouldn't. They, they lose their shit when they shouldn't. And we have crazy therapy Mondays and we'll have crazy post-game call-in shows and we have crazy texts and voicemails. But like, if you, if you think about it realistically, I mean, yeah, Carolina's on the same level right now as Kentucky. They're on the same level right now as Missouri. Like, that's where South Carolina football is. And they can, they, can, they can ascend above that, but they have not done enough yet in the Shane Beamer era to be considered miles ahead of those programs or miles ahead of those teams. You'll have the opportunity this year. You got to start beating Missouri, man. You got to beat Kentucky at home. You got to beat those times over the course of a decade. You got to beat them more than you lose to them. And I know that my guy Brennan M brought up the point, hey, you've split with Kentucky the last four, but you lost seven of the last nine. And the last decade is relevant when you talk about trends, when you talk about the way that, you know, programs are viewed. Hey, guess what? 
you win the next five against Kentucky, win the next six, well, then we're talking, well, damn, you've won eight of the last ten. Perception's totally different. It's totally different. But it takes about eight to ten years, I'd say, to establish changing the culture, changing tradition, changing perception of your program. Beamer just hasn't had the time yet. So, anyways, anyways. Brendan M., I refuse to tip my cat at Mizzou, Kentucky. Well, Brendan, you're not alone. That's the thing. Brendan M. says he refuses to tip his cat at Mizzou, Kentucky. Brendan, you're not alone. You know what's funny? They feel the same way. Missouri and Kentucky fans feel the same way about South Carolina. That's Sometimes I laugh, right, because we do the Daily Crow and we got all these personalities in the live show. We got football Frank. We got Hayden. We got Brandon. We got Braddock. We got, um, you know, James Kendall, Bruin Nation, you know, Brendan M., all kinds of people, John Edward. And I think to myself, there are like this same, it's almost like thinking about a parallel universe. Like there's a James Kendall, but a Missouri fan, James Kendall. There, there's a Brendan M., but a Florida fan, Brendan M. There's a, there's a Bruin Nation, but he's a, but he, but he's, but he's a Kentucky fan. You know, like these same people exist. They say almost the same exact things. They love their team the same, which is why the SEC is the best. It's the greatest, but it's like, it's funny for me to think. It's funny to be like, there's, there's, there's different versions of the people that tune into this show every day. They just pull for different teams. You know what I mean? So anyways, that's kind of a random side note, but I, I just say that, um, and, and I've gone on the road in the SEC and it really made me realize that like, dude, we're all very much alike. We're, we're, dude, you might not like to think about it, but like Florida fans and Gamecock fans and Tennessee fans, guess what? We're, we're pretty much all alike. You know what I mean? We're, we're pretty much all alike. We, we all care too much. We all get too excited, too down. We all, yeah, Frank's the same clowns, different circuits. That's it. That's it. We're, we're all we're all one and the same, practically. You know, we, we've got our characteristics here and there. But, like, at the core level, at the base level, we're all the same, man. We're, we're all the same. <laughs> we're just all the same. So, it, it's, um, yeah, anyways, though. You know, I, I'm not trying to tell you you should expect to lose to Mizzou, expect to lose to Kentucky, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's – it's. I, I just almost think you have to give, you have to give some credit. You got to give some credit. So, And you have the ability, you have the opportunity to change that narrative. You just got to go on the field and beat them. You know what I mean? You got to go beat them. So – Let's get into some of your questions. We're about to jump into a break. We'll get into some of your questions here. Um, Bradley says, losing Messina and having to go to French is one thing. Having to have French in the three-hole hurt. Yeah, indeed. It really did. Um, Brennan M. says, I miss when Gamecock baseball was consistently fun. Don't we all, Brendan? Josh says, hoping Lee Croy Messina are okay. Lee Croy a little gimpy today late in that game. I think he'll be all right, though. Um, Will Hall, Chris, would you feel better about AM in the next game or Arkansas since we face them? I prefer, I personally would prefer to face Texas AM, but I believe right now that uh, Texas AM is up in this game. If I do, let's see, looks like they just hit a bomb. Um, mate, no, that was earlier in the game. Um, what's the score? Is it still four nothing? Four to one AM, top of the fifth. So, AM still up. I'd prefer to face Texas AM, but I mean, you play who you play, man. But I, I think Arkansas, tough matchup. Very tough matchup. Travi says, we love pain. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ethan said, I'm in a glass case of emotion. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Roman says, I got all the LSU fans in my Twitter mentions because I said we outplayed them back when our team was healthy. Yeah. It it was crazy on Twitter today for sure. It was crazy, 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 crazy on Twitter. So. Mm, Hayden U says, maybe Mahoney or Becker. I I think they go Jack Mahoney tomorrow. I do. I think it's Jack Mahoney. I just don't know who else you'd go with. I'll be honest with you. I, I... I don't know who else you go with. I really don't. Stephanie Lee says, great show today. Loved the interview. Thank you, Stephanie. I I definitely am glad you enjoyed the conversation. Barrett Lee, a fantastic job. A lot of great nuggets in that convo. Will Hall says, Mahoney's our best shot to win one. I would agree. John Edward says, he just walked in the door. What's up, John Edward? Braddock says, I'd love to meet my Kentucky alternative. Brand, how about this? Brandon says, we will eventually lose that Vandy game. That 14-game winning streak won't last forever. Brandon, imagine the reaction. <laughs> I can't even. Imagine the reaction from Gamecock Nation if I was that guy that picked that loss in the preseason. Like, can you imagine my preseason predictions? They roll out in July, and I've got the Gamecocks, let's just say 7-5, and 8-4, and four, whatever. And one of those losses is Vandy. Can you even imagine? Oh, I'd get destroyed, dude. I'd get destroyed by the masses. Destroyed. Um, let's see. Braddock says, two, two years ago, it took a heroic effort to beat Vandy at home. That's true. Uh, Frank says, bite your tongue, lose to Florida. I, I, I know, I know. Brandon says South Carolina recruits like mid-tier SEC schools, but often is bottom of the SEC. Carolina does recruit better than Kentucky and Mizzou. David Barnes says Hawaii would be an interesting out-of-conference game. I like to watch Carolina kick someone's ass on an island. Indeed. Indeed. Brewery Nation said, we ain't beating Georgia. Lynn Turner says, I didn't play playing, didn't enjoy playing at Georgia Tech. The stadium was terrible, not enough seats, and not comfortable. Brendan says, BCC is a blast. Appreciate you, Brendan. Thank you for that. I think we had a couple of texts here. Let me see. 
Uh, Panic Ritter texted in and just said, thank you for calling. Thank you for calling me Panic Ritter. Okay. Also in a text, what are the chances Sanders goes on the bump tomorrow? I think zero. I think he's not ready yet. Ethan says, I'd like us to play Oregon, Ohio State, or Florida State more for bigger college markets to see us in other regions of the country. That's a good point. That's a very, very good point. Will Hall says, no Oregon State. Cox versus Beeves action. You're right. I missed that one. That was my bad. I missed that. Travis says, I went to Chapel Hill in 07. We got the W. It was a tough one, but we got it done. Then we proceeded to lose the rest of our games to finish the season. Who can forget that 2007 season? Who can forget? Uh, Curtis Scholl says, guys, don't be shocked if we only win five. Mm. That was during the Athlon Sports Rundown. Jacob Eads, you see another Georgia player was arrested on driving charges. They're out of control. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's I don't feel like it's hard to not drive recklessly, to learn from your teammates' mistakes. But they, you know what it is, man? You're 18 to 22. You think you're invincible. Nothing bad can happen to you. And unfortunately, we know the reality. That's not the case. Um. John, I'd love to see the picture of Rattler and the wide receivers in Arizona. Dude, for sure, Xavier Leggett, my God, looks massive in that picture. I don't know what he's been doing. Luke Day's weightlifting regiment is working, folks, because, I mean, that dude looks swole. Looks big. He looks bigger than Trey Knox, which is crazy. Crazy. Uh, Lynn Turner with a good question. Lynn Turner with actually a really good question here. Lynn Turner says, who do they have Vanderbilt? Here, I'll pull the question up. Who do they have Vandy beating since their last overall? Yeah, they've got Vandy four and eight, one and seven in SEC play. Who is the one? Who is the one they have Vandy beating? Let's see Vandy's schedule. Hawaii, Alabama, AM at Wake at UNLV. They're going to have a chance to start out three and one, I'd say. Kentucky at home, Mizzou at home, at Florida, Georgia at home, at Ole Miss, Auburn at home, at South Carolina, at Tennessee. You got to think it's either Kentucky or Mizzou. Got to think it is. Has to be. It has to be either Kentucky or Mizzou. I don't know that. They don't have game by game predictions. John Ebert said, Texas A&M shouldn't be ranked. Uh, let's see. Austin Gregory says, Vandy will beat Kentucky. Okay. Austin Gregory also says, assuming we don't make it out of the regional because it isn't like we will, do you have dream candidates in mind for the vacancy? I don't, Austin, as of now, I'm going I'm to wait till we have to have that discussion. I'm, I'm not going to have that discussion early, if that makes sense, my guy. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on that one. So, if you don't mind, I'm going to hold off. I, I just really don't have candidates. Who's available, Austin, also? Like, who's available, right? I mean, I don't know. So, John Ember says, Vandy beats Florida. Okay. Vandy beats Florida. Uh, Brendan M comments and says, this would be the year we beat Mizzou, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Clemson, but lose to Vandy and Mississippi State at home. 
You're not wrong, Brendan. <laughs> You're not wrong. Again, guys, 843-790-3377. Again, this is your power hour. We're taking your questions, comments, calls. Uh, checking in on the SEC tournament. Checking in on the SEC tournament. Let's see. Four to one. Aggies up on Arkansas going to the sixth inning. So it looks like Carolina could be taken on. Could be taken on the Arkansas Razorbacks. What an interesting game that would be. Uh, by the way, guys, I'm sure we saw it yesterday. 2024 three-star offensive lineman Mike Williams decommitted from the Gamecocks. Six foot seven, 315 pounds actually out of the DMV. So uh, a decommitment, which is very rare it, it feels. But a decommitment from the Gamecocks, a decommitment from Shane Beamer, Mike Williams, no longer committed to South Carolina. So we, we will see if he if he changes his mind. But, uh, you know, it happens, man. It's recruiting. It is recruiting. So, Panic Critter said, I love Chris and the Spurs Up show. Thank you, Panic Critter. Love you too, my friend. Uh, Austin Gregory, would it be ideal to fire Tanner as AD the same year we need a new baseball coach? No, Austin, it wouldn't because, you know, you think about it, you hire a baseball coach, they want to know who they're working for. They want to know who the AD is going to be most of the time. That's generally a, a thing they want to do. Um, Will Hall, if Vandy beats Florida, they're going to run Napier out of Gainesville with torches and pitchforks. I, I honestly, Will Hall, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, he, Billy Napier is not going to last if they lose to Vandy. He ain't. He will not last beyond this season if they lose to Vandy. Straight up. Brandon says, JC said yesterday that Dak Jordan was a full-time running back now. Do you think he will be in the top two in the rotation? I mean, Brandon, we talked to JC about that. And I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Brandon. I, I'd say right now he's definitely top two. I, I think absolutely. I would not be shocked if he's not the, the starting running back week one against uh, UNC. So, I think it's very possible, man. I think it's very possible. I know that before we were kind of just, um, you know, we, we were just kind of toying with the idea. I think it's a real thing. Texas A&M up, up four to one after six complete innings. So, Arkansas running out of time. Uh, big news here. Georgia, Florida announced they've exercised the option to play their annual rivalry game in Jacksonville 2024-2025. So they've extended that game for two more seasons. 24 and 25, they'll play it there. In case you missed it, guys, South Carolina will take on either Texas A&M or Arkansas, the loser of that game. That game will take place, though, at 10.30 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. So more morning baseball. Our schedule tomorrow. Again, the schedule's all over the place this week. Uh, as of now, unless he hits me up with a different message, no Mark Ryan. No, no Mark Ryan. Anyways, no Mark Ryan. We'll go 8 to 10 a.m. 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Okay. 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. We'll go live. So a morning TDC, very early. <laughs> very. 
Yours truly, I'm not really a morning person either. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh you know, you might catch me out. We might go live and I'll be like this, just like half asleep. So um I'm sure somebody in the big cock club club discord is about to clip that or or screenshot that and meme that 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 face right there. That's the face I had when I saw uh SEC that SEC podcast talking about Eli Drinkwitz three and zero record against Carolina. That's that's how I felt when I saw that. So, anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. By the way, Robbie Davis hit me up this morning. Meant to tell you guys this. Robbie Davis hit me up this morning. Said that he's not calling in today because he's busy with family. When Robbie doesn't call in, it's like he's calling out of work. You know. Frank says Florida's going to lose a few. The over-under for Florida's five and a half. They are going to lose a few, Frank, but I don't think Vandy's going to be one of them. Erting Irie, did LSU just play more aggressive than us, like pinch-running Kling when they were already up 6-2? I, I don't think the reason they beat Carolina is because they were more aggressive. I think they they capitalized on their opportunities more so with runners on than South Carolina did. That's that's literally – that was the difference in the game. I mean, Carolina had opportunities. They, they, they had opportunities with guys on base. Uh, had runners in scoring position and the sixth and seventh inning, you could have kind of broke it open or, 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 you know, made your mark, but just could not do it. Could not do it. So could not do it. Let's see. Also guys, we will be watching. We will be watching the game against, Arkansas or A&M, the game tomorrow morning. We'll watch that in the Big Cock Club Discord. So if you want to watch along with us, you can join the Big Cock Club Discord, patreon.com slash Club. You're more than welcome to join us, and we'll have a real good time. Have a real good time. It's always a lot of fun, and uh, looking forward to rocking with you guys in the Discord yet again tomorrow. Also, guys, really excited, TSUS.store. We are revamping the store. We are revamping the store. Uh, that release should happen over the next few weeks, but looking forward to it, guys. We are going to just completely enhance everything we're doing from the merchandise itself to the aesthetics and the view and the uh, efficiency of the online store, the way we have things laid out. Uh, also, what you what is included with shipments, the entire customer experience, Really looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a game changer for our merchandise, a game changer for the online store. Cannot wait for you guys to see it. Uh, Irting Irie, Carolina's now 2-10 and 10 all-time against LSU in the SEC tournament. Not good. James Kendall, we need to make an even bigger and better Hall of Fame plaque for Robbie. Let's do it, man. You can get to work on that, James. That's your homework assignment. Didn't know you were setting yourself up for that, did you? That's your homework assignment, James. Uh, Brendan says the BCC, if you're not in it, you're just small. You're just small, says Brendan M. Okay. Let's see. Again, guys, appreciate you all rolling with punches. I know today, this week's been kind of crazy, but, uh, We are rocking South Carolina per DraftKings plus 1,800 to win the national championship, which is kind of crazy that the odds for the Gamecocks have not shifted a ton. 
Like the odds of the Gamecocks have not swayed a lot, even because of the, you know, even with the struggles. Carolina still sits as one of the top, what, eight favorites to win it all. Top 10 favorites to win it all. It's wild, man. Here's a good one. J- James Kendall says, do we think Mark Kingston uses chat GPT AI when making decisions? I mean, maybe so, James. That's not the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Panicritter says, I think Kingston uses a magic eight ball to make his decisions. You're probably not too far off. Probably not too far off. Mm-mm. He calls Robbie Davis, Frank says. He calls Robbie Davis. Love that. Love that. Mm-mm-mm. Guys, don't look now, by the way, but it's around the corner. The NCAA football content or return. By the way, we saw this this morning. On the note of the NCAA football content, the video game content, Uh, Apparently, there's a report from The Athletic. The transfer portal, yes, the transfer portal will be. (laughs) The transfer portal, of all things, the portal will be in the new NCAA football video game. How about that? Can you imagine sitting there playing NCAA football? You're building your dynasty. If I can get the, there we go. Camera kind of freaking out on me. You're building your dynasty on NCAA football. Just imagine this. You're building your dynasty. You started a small school, right? We all we all used to love that. You go to a small school and, you know, you, you build them up and you win national championships. And now, in the new NCAA video game, you're going to have to worry about, hey, you, you went to San Diego State and you won 10 games your first year and, you got a stud quarterback and your running back and your star players, and you got to worry about Alabama coming and picking them off in the video game. You got to throw your own players the bag to keep them at your school because the transfer portal is part of the video game. Like, think about that. Think about how great. And then, can, like, I just imagine, like, you have to go talk to boosters, go raise funding. Boosters refuse. Player decides to transfer. Like. How is that going to work? How is that going to work? You know what I mean? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Uh, Austin Gregory says, BGB, big game boomer, has Jordan Birch ranked in his top 15 defensive lineman. For context, Birch has averaged one and a half sacks per season over three years. Any thoughts? 
Austin Gregory also asked, how much stock do you put into big game boomer lists? And I tell you this, Austin, we've had big game boomer on the show. He's a friend of the show. And I think that big game boomer and I are on good terms as far as I know. I know he had some comments at one point. I think we're fine, though. He follows us. We follow him. All good. Um, in regards to his lists, right? And thank you for the question, Austin. In regards to his lists, you know, I mean, big game boomer. I, listen, I look at big game boomers like a personality on social media that talks college football. And so I respect everybody's opinion. Do I think that big game boomers lists are like gold and like he just can't miss, like nothing's ever wrong? No. You know, that's why I, I don't I don't beat my chest a lot when he lists like the Spurs Up show, like the best Gamecocks podcast or the, the the account to follow. Like I appreciate it. It's really cool because he's got a massive following. And so obviously for for so many people to see the business name and to get exposure to the Spurs Up show and see us, get familiar with us. I appreciate that greatly. But, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people. It's like, oh, well, he listed us. So, I mean, he's he's never wrong. And then, you know, if he doesn't list us on a future list, it's like, well, he's always wrong. He sucks. So, I'm kind of in the middle. I think they're fun. I think the funniest, though, is when he's ranking, like, the top 100 centers in college football. I'm like, bro, how do you know all the centers in college football? You know, but I get it for the sake of the list. I get it for the sake of the list. And, dude, people are operating like these lists are gold, bro. They're operating like these lists are gold, right? They're operating like these lists are gold. So, you know, in regards to Jordan Birch, man, listen, I, I think Jordan Birch is catching a lot of hype. He, he's Jordan Birch is catching a lot of hype heading into the 2023 season. He is. Right, for Oregon specifically. Um, you know, I, I think Birch is a guy that, and I didn't see the defensive line list, by the way. I see linebackers. I see corners. Uh, let's see. Yeah, okay, edge rushers. Yeah, he's 15th. 15th on the list. I think Birch is a guy that no matter where he goes or what he does, his hype is always going to follow him. The biggest question with Birch is, can he deliver on hype? I mean, that, that's been the biggest question during his time in Columbia. The answer was no. And I don't care what any slap dick on Twitter wants to tell you. There's there's a lot of slap dicks. There's this pocket of slap dicks that, you know, want to insinuate that Jordan Birch lived up to any semblance of expectations he had for him. And guys, I went as far as last year after the season to give Jordan Birch credit for a job well done. He still didn't have a great year, but he finally was a productive player for the South Carolina defense, right? He was productive for the Gamecocks. But he wasn't recruited to be a productive player. He was recruited to be a star. He was a five-star. He's the second highest-rated signee in the history of South Carolina football. And my biggest thing is this, is listen, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I understand you know, people will say, "Well, he, you know, he he wasn't uh, he wasn't a clowny type. He he played at Hammond. He was a developmental player. Well, that's fine, but he shouldn't have been a five star then. He he should not have get received that rating. And I mean, this is something you can't say at the time. But I remember talking to a buddy of mine, him telling me, "Dude, I wouldn't have him as a five star. I don't think he is a five star. He's played against nobodies. He's played against private school skiza kids. That's not a knock on him. It's just who he played against. So." 
Maybe the recruiting services did him dirty by setting unfair expectations. Maybe we did him dirty by setting unfair expectations. I don't know. But the hype's always overshadowed, always been bigger than the production for Jordan Burke. So him being rated a top 15 edge rusher, I mean, I think one of the reasons, to be honest with you, is because people still look at his recruiting profile. Oregon people are like, well, we picked up a five-star D line and a five-star edge. I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but he ain't never played like it. And I don't care if you're who you are. I don't care who you are. You're 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 just random random gamecock fan. If you're Jordan Birch's cousin, that's not hard to see, my friend. That's just not hard to see. Women lie, men lie, numbers don't lie. So I hope and wish Jordan Burks the best. He balls out of Oregon. He lives up to the hype, but he just the hype's always overshadowed what he's done on the field. I mean, it's just very easy to see. So I'm not shocked he's getting the hype. I'm not. I'm not shocked he's getting the hype. And again, Jordan Burks did good things for kind of football last year. But, you know, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what he does. We'll see what he does. So. A lot of hype. A lot of hype for Jordan Burch yet again. A lot of hype. Austin Gregory, have you touched on the decommitment of the six foot seven Maryland offensive lineman Mike Williams? Uh, just briefly, Austin. I don't have any intel as to why or what happened, but, um, you know, tis the nature of recruiting, Austin. It just, it just happens. Tis the nature of recruiting. Tis the nature of recruiting. It just it just happens, man. And hey, you could blame Muschamp too for not molding Jordan Birch into a star, or what have you. So um Austin Gregory, one and a half sacks in the SEC will probably equate to 25 sacks in the pack 10. I get the hype, I suppose. I mean, again, dude, this is not hate on Jordan Birch Day, right? That's like that, that's not what this is, but you know. I don't feel like we we got what we hoped. Maybe maybe we set unfair expectations. I mean, maybe we did. Maybe we set unfair expectations. It's that's totally reasonable to think we we do that. We're Gamecock fans. Sometimes we do that, but I don't know. Maybe he will ball out of Oregon. It'll be a good move for all parties involved. Uh, again, guys, we'd love to hear from you in this final ten minutes or so. Again, we'll be live tomorrow morning, eight to ten a.m. Uh, Austin Gregory says, are we going to get another Mike Loxley video of Mike Williams plays from Maryland? I hope so. That busted open a pipeline. Yeah, do that at your own risk, I would say, Austin. I'm going to pick on my guy, Jacob E., for just a second, because this, to me, is peak recruiting, right? Like th this, is, this is what fan bases do. And it's so funny, and it really shows why, like, wh I don't know why. I, you know, I, I understand. I understand it, actually. I'll say this. Why you can't talk about recruiting critically? Because it's viewed as like, okay, this kid's choosing our school. Like, we got to hype him up. If he's a three-star, he's a diamond in the rough. He's, if he's a four or five-star, he's the next best thing. If he's a, if he's a preferred walk-on, our coaching staff just did the best at evaluating a kid. And, like, you never want to write him off because you never know. And, you know, that's a lesson that I learned. I've learned throughout doing this, like, you can't talk about recruiting the way that, you know, you talk about free agency in pro sports. We're like, I mean, hell, your team, your favorite NFL team can sign somebody and fans will say, well, that guy's a bum. Like, you can't do that in recruiting. But it is so funny in recruiting, right? Well, like, when, you're, when your school picks up a three-star commitment, oh, he's, he's a diamond in the rough, man. He's going to be so good. Our coaching staff so smart for identifying him. And then when that kid decommits, that same kid 
you have comments like this. Jacob E. says, Mike Williams wasn't highly rated at all. He won't be missed. Like, if that doesn't describe it, right? Or or if a kid decommits, or if a kid, if, they, if, if you miss on a kid, well, he wasn't a take anyways. He's not a culture fit. You know, like, like just these, 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 these isms we hear people in recruiting. He, he wasn't a culture fit. He wasn't a take. He wasn't a take for us anyways. You know, he ain't fitting into our culture. <laughs> oh, man. For college fans and recruiting, if he comes to your school, he's the best thing ever. And if he doesn't, he's, he's a bum. So, I mean, it's just, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's just it makes me laugh. That's it. It just it just makes me laugh. So it just makes me laugh, guys. It just makes me laugh. Anyways, um, <laughs> how about Arizona beat Oregon State thirteen to twelve? In their tournament. Yeah, so bottom seven, Arkansas hits the Grand Slam 5-4 now. They lead. Arkansas leads. Let's see here. Okay. Travi says, I had to turn off baseball for a little bit. I hear you, Travi. Uh, Jacob E says, to clarify, I'm simply comparing him to other commits we already have. No hate to the kid one bit. No, Jacob, listen, listen. I'm giving you hell because I understand, Jacob, where you're coming from. But that, that type of analysis you just did, Jacob, you can't have that. You, you, you can't make a living doing that, Jacob, because think about it. Again, if I was coming on here and Carolina just got a commit from some three-star and you tuned into the Spurs Up show and I tell you, uh, you know, he's all right. Probably not an impact guy. Won't really play. You probably wouldn't come back to me for information. You probably wouldn't come back to me for takes. You probably wouldn't come back to me for analysis. You know what I mean? You, you just wouldn't. You wouldn't. You would not. So I don't think your, your analysis... I don't think your analysis, Jacob, is off base or anything of the sort. Um, but anyways. Guys, again, I appreciate you all rolling with the punches, tuning in, man. This week's been a lot of fun. James Kendall says, PSA. The weather in Charleston is perfect. How about that? The weather's here nice. It's it's nice here in Greenville as well. It is nice here in Greenville, so. Crazy, man. Grand slam for the Hogs puts them ahead. So, South Carolina looks like they might get Texas A&M, which would be fun because the Gamecocks haven't played them. And, again, like I said, I, I think that, uh, <clears throat> I think that uh, the matchup's a little bit better. 
I think the matchup's a little bit better for Carolina if they play A&M. John Ever says, it's nice here, McConnell's South Carolina. Travi says, we've been young since 1892. That's right, Travi. And guess what, Travi? Hey, guess what, Travi? We've been young since 1892, and guess what? Guess what? We're young again this year. Yeah, that's right. We're young again, Travi. My buddy hit me this morning. Man, it's, it's really going to depend on our young guys, our young players. Can our young guys step up? Travi, we're just, we're just young again, man. We're young again. We're young again, man. It's crazy. Carolina is the only team whose players just refuse to get older. They just refuse to get older. I don't know what it is. We told you about the bad luck, by the way, with uh, the bad luck with uh, the, 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 the in-game interviews. Funny one, Texas A&M's coach was just telling him I have bad luck with interviews. Arkansas hits a pop-up, a foul ball pop-up, but in play, their outfielder misses the ball, and he just takes off this. I told you guys, bad luck. I'm telling you, it's a real curse, man. The, the, the in-game interview curse, I think, is a real thing. Panic Ritter says his birthday is next Thursday. Love that. Happy early birthday, Panic Ritter. Austin Gregory says, I can't wait to play Maryland in the new NCAA video game. I don't know who I'm ready to play, but it, dude, that, that new game, has there ever been more pressure on a video game? Like ever, ever to perform. That is a game. The hype, I mean, you're going to have people taking a week off of work, man. The hype and excitement and the expectations for that video game, that video game has so much to live up to. It has so much to deliver. I mean, that is one that they better get it right. That's all I'm saying. They better get it right. They better get it right. They just confirmed today transfer portals in the game. You're going to have all the players in the game. And by God, if Carolina's new scoreboard's not in the game, if that scoreboard is still the old scoreboard with the crane and everything, they don't have the scoreboard. We riot. We riot. But I cannot wait for that video game. That, that's going to be awesome, dude. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, people are literally, like I said, going to take off a week of work to play it. The, the preseason simulation series will... It will go to the moon. Really, no matter what. But if that game is what we hope it's going to be, dude, imagine when the first, like, clips of gameplay start coming out. Dude, people are going to freak, bro. People are going to freak when that starts happening. Going to be crazy. Can't wait. John Ember says, love the hat. Thank you, sir. Had a buddy of mine, B2ATL in Columbia. A little vintage dealer that uh, sold me this hat real good. I think he sold me this like 10 bucks, by the way. Like $10. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. Guys, uh, about to hit 5 o'clock again. Thank you all so much. In case you missed it, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll be live rocking on the Daily Crow, an early one. So get your coffee, get your breakfast, and let's get after this damn thing for the Gamecocks take on Texas A&M most likely. It could be Arkansas. It's going to be one of those two teams. Um, also, guys, check out the podcast today. I will get these these get the audio version of this show out ASAP. And, uh, yeah, just stay tuned. All the content, content bleeding out of 
the eyeballs. Again, guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We will talk to you all tomorrow. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.